This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to our virtual living room, where we discuss today's issues and how those issues relate to the Holy Scriptures. So sit back, relax, and engage in conversation with us. A Washington State school district is canceling its annual Halloween celebration, and the explanation has some parents baffled. Let them have their 30 minutes of, the, of dressing goofy and having candy. Silas Macon, a father of two school-aged girls, said Wednesday outside Maplewood Elementary School after learning that the grade school tradition of a party and parade in costume during the last half hour of class before Halloween night won't happen this year in the district. A letter sent home to parents Wednesday said there will be no observance of Halloween in any of the district's schools. The superintendent made the decision for three primary reasons, Hansen said. First, Halloween parties and parades waste valuable classroom time. Second, some families can't afford costumes and the celebrations thus can create embarrassment for the children. Both of those reasons seem sensible to the parents who spoke to ABC News in Seattle. But the district's third reason left some parents shaking their heads. The district said Halloween celebrations and children dressed in Halloween costumes might be offensive to real witches. Witches with pointy noses and things like that are not respective symbols of the Wiccan religion and so we want to be respectful of that, Hansen said. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. The Most High, in the name of Christ, bless you. I am your Sire, and welcome to the virtual living room where we examine recent events as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. And, of course, today's topic is Halloween. At this time, I'd like to introduce you to the brothers that I have with me in the virtual living room. All the way from the United Kingdom, I have Brother Gadaiwan. Good afternoon, Brother. Gadaiwan? Okay, right here in Atlanta, GA, here. I have Brother Kadar. Kabar? Hey, Sean, brothers and sisters, good to be back on the show. It's an interesting show today. And uh, just sending out blessings to all those speaking in the name of Christ. And I have uh, Brother Yuanathan. How you doing, Brother? Uh, good morning. All praises to the Most High Christ. And good when I think I heard you. Yeah, shalom to everybody. <clears throat> okay. Uh, this article on Halloween is a little surprising twist uh, about the way things uh, normally go in schools and so forth. Usually... Um, you know, this, this holiday is celebrated big time. Um, have uh, Kabar, have you ever celebrated Halloween? Never. I never celebrated Halloween in my life. Um, what about you, uh, Godawin? Yep, before I came in the truth when I was younger, in okay. schools they had Halloween celebrations or you go around trick-or-treating. Okay. And, and what about you, you one of them? Yes, um, in times past, before uh, I've learned of Christ and, and the followers of Christ, I've, I've taken partook of Halloween and their festivities. Okay. Uh, you know, I never, as a, as a child growing up, I never celebrated Halloween at one time. 
and I didn't really know anything about it until I was, I'm guessing, about somewhere between 8 and 10 years old, and uh, largely because where I lived was in a rural area, farming community, and I lived uh, about seven miles outside of town. So my nearest neighbor was too far away to walk, walk and do trick-or-treating. There was nothing like that going on anyhow <clears throat> where I lived. So uh, I eventually found out about it at school when these kids showed up with all this candy, and there's a lot of kids got candy, so I wonder what's, what's happening. And then that's when they told me about Halloween. And at that point, I wanted to actually get involved in because like it was a lot of fun and all, but I wasn't able to because of where I lived. <clears throat> so, you know, people like me at that age didn't know anything about Halloween. So I, I think it would probably be good if we probably got a little bit of, of background information on it. Kabar, could you tell us a little bit about what Halloween is all about and how it got started? Well, uh, actually, it, its roots go uh, very far back, um, almost about 2,000 years ago, uh, and it's, uh, it, was an, it was an ancient festival of the Celtics called the Festival, festival of Sawain. Um And what it was is uh, November 1st was their New Year, but uh, the eve of that, which was uh, October 31st, is when they celebrated this eve of the New Year, and what it was was the ending of their uh, summer harvest in the beginning of the winter months to come. And uh, uh, they believed at that time that uh, it was a sort of of the boundary or the realm between the living and the dead was uh, actually uh, intermingled or came together or met on that 31st day of October. And that's when they celebrated uh, that incoming of that new year, of that 31st day at that night called Sawain, Festival of Sawain. Um, And that's when they believed the ghosts walked the earth and things like that. And their priests, these Celtic priests called Druids, uh, would come together and make prognostications and uh, uh, try to foretell the future, what the, what the year would hold. They would also have the people build uh, bonfires where they burn crops and animals, and the people would put on cost- costumes of animal heads and skin. And, uh, and that's how they were celebrated. When you uh, jump down uh, a, couple of, a couple of years, until uh, about 43 A.D., when the Romans conquered a majority majority of the Celtic area, uh, it began a long rulership for the Romans in that area, about 400 years. And during that time, uh, the Romans also uh, intermingled some of their festivals with the, uh, the festival of Salwain. Uh Two of those festivals that the Romans intermingled with their Celtic festivals was uh, one festival called uh, Festival of Aurelia, all right, and that's when the Romans commemorated the passing of their dead, and also another festival that the Romans intermingled with that one was a festival of Pomona, and this was some kind of a Greek goddess of fruits and trees, and a symbol of that Greek goddess was apples, and that's where you have the incorporation of the of that, uh, which is what we now call Halloween, where people bob for apples and things like that, not knowing that that goes back into into those pagan. Um, uh, festivals and rites that they used to they used to keep, um, but then when we start getting into how it's accepted into Christianity, um, around 800 A.D., um, you had uh, Christianity begin to spread in those Celtic lands, and in the seventh century, uh, uh, a, a pope named Pope Boniface IV ordained that November 1st would be All Saints Day uh, to honor saints and martyrs. 
okay? And basically this was an attempt to replace the Celtic festivals with uh, something related to the church and related to Christ and a church sanctioned holiday. So they, you have this, this um, intermingling going on where the church is trying to dominate and control in that area. Um, so it was called, this began to be called All Hallows Eve or, or Hallow, All Hallows Mass, and that's an old English word that means All Saints Day. So the night, the night before this Halloween or the night before this festival would be called uh, All Hallows Eve, and this is what the uh, Catholic Church brought in to try to honor uh, the saints who have passed before that. Uh, you skip down a, a few hundred years, around 100, excuse me, 1000 A.D., uh, the, the Catholic Church also implemented its own uh, holiday again on November the 2nd called All Souls Day. And this is when they would honor the day. And uh, this festival is actually celebrated in, in like manner or in a similar way to the Festival of Halloween. They would also, at this time, the Roman Church would also have people uh, build the bonfires. They would make parades. And they would uh, dress up in costumes also, uh, costumes of saints, angels, and devils, and things like that. So when you put it all together, um, this uh, Eve of All Saints, the Day of All Saints, and this All, all Souls Day, all together, those two days, is what was called Halloween or Hallow Mass. And that's how you blend in the Celtic, the Roman, and then the, the uh, Roman Catholic Church um, festival days all together to come up with this Halloween. So it all started out of pagan idolatry and a Roman Catholic Church attempt to uh, intermingle it into uh, some beliefs of Christ or the, or the, or the Christian church uh, that they set up at that time. Okay. All right, let me just go ahead and remind everybody that's listening in that uh, if they would like to uh, visit us in the virtual living room with a question or a comment, either if they want to share uh, Halloween story, they have a, a question about Halloween, uh, definitely feel free to call ahead and call us at 646-716-7749. Now, uh, Kabar, I appreciate you uh, sharing all that information with us. Um, so it seems to me that what's happened here, Kabar, is uh, over time the church has taken on and adopted uh, some practices that they had identified to be uh, pagan and maybe not intentionally adopting the pagan practices in an effort to try to eliminate those pagan practices, they were looking to put in place some other practice to replace them, but the unintended consequence was they just ended up with a super holiday, I guess, <laughs> where they had the previous pagan practices plus some other stuff added. Am I understanding that correctly? Um, in the in the partial sense, because uh, you of course when the Roman rulership of these Celtic lands started in 400, I mean uh, 43 A.D. and this long process of, of four centuries of ruling in that area, in order to maintain the church's dominance um, and, and not have people flow out of the the so-called Roman Catholic Church into these other festivals and holidays, they sort of try to develop a way to to keep that membership or to keep that dominance and control. And the way to do that was basically appeasing the people and bringing in these foreign and pagan practices okay. um, to, sort of, to sort of show their own, to keep their own control going, basically. Okay. 
Um, so how is, how is Halloween uh, celebrated today, say, in the United States specifically? Um, well, today, uh, uh, how is Halloween celebrated? Well, it's, it's basically celebrated. Um, you have a lot of you know, other practices that were added on. You, you constantly have these things added on and included. Of course, we understand now that its origin began uh, from a Celtic uh, 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 pagan holiday, uh, MS with Roman uh, pagan practices brought up into the Catholic Church, uh, introducing theirs. And that's why you have the costume aspect in it. You have the, uh, uh, there's some people who actually will burn the bonfires. Sometimes out here in Nevada and other practices, they'll do that. Uh, you have the tricking or the treating going on that, that the children get involved in, and you just have all of these different rituals being meshed together. But that, none of it actually has anything to do with the scriptures, the Bible, or anything right and good as far as, as, far as the, the truth of, of its origins is concerned. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because we're definitely going to get to that. But I want to find out from Godiwan, since he's there in the U.K., uh, how is Halloween celebrated in the U.K.? Uh, it's, it's pretty much the same. I mean, in the U.K., it's um, highly, uh, very much a land of witchcraft. And I just want to read this one scripture because we're speaking about the history of how Halloween came about and how the church, which we know is not the true church of the Heavenly Father in Christ, how they tried to amalgamate these different pagan or worshipers of other gods, and we know the scriptures tell us that we're not supposed to worship other gods. What, what really was supposed to happen to these people if they were worshiping other gods instead of worshiping Christ? This is First Samuel 28 and verse 3. It says, Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. So this is what was supposed to happen to these people. They wasn't supposed to be trying, let, let's find a way that we can get them into the church and they can keep their practices. No, the scripture says that we're not supposed to be unequally yoked with disbelievers. So that's an example of what's supposed to happen. It shows that the church today is not the right church that we're supposed to be following. I, uh, thank you. Thank you for that scripture, brother, and, and, and those comments. Uh, you want to then, um, in the article that I read earlier, Basically, what that school district is doing is they're trying to, uh, you know, be politically correct when it concerns this Wiccan religion. Um, and, and, and then considering, you know, the, the, the constitution of this country, how that, you know, we have freedom of religion and everything, uh, isn't, isn't that the right thing for that school to do is to um, go ahead and say, listen, we're going to be respectful to the Wiccan religion and we're not going to observe Halloween at the school? Well, answering that question, um, best of my knowledge, the scriptures tell you in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, uh, in verse 4, it says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So from that point, angle I can answer that question is that as parents of those children, um, the first and foremost um, step you must teach your children is to serve and live by every word of the heaven that proceeds out of the mouth of the Heavenly Father. So now, if, we're, if they're not doing that, then you're going to definitely um, bring up your children in sin and wickedness, which will be 
not pleasing in the sight of the Heavenly Father. So now, as for the world and how they got everything set up, um, uh, being offensive, I'm, I'm looking at more of a not being offensive to the Heavenly Father versus being offensive to people's ideologies and their thoughts, because every every man's thought should be discerning to um, and fear the Heavenly Father. Okay, right. so, let me add on so, to that. Can I add on ahead. to that? Sure. Because really, really, and truly, we're counselors. Of, and ambassadors of Christ. We're not really dealing with worldly matters because the United States, they're supposed to have separation of, of church and states, but that's really not our concern. Our concern is putting the scriptures out there, just like the brother brought up the scriptures. We're more going to be in honor of the Heavenly Father in Christ and what the Heavenly Father in Christ is putting to us to put out there to the people. That's it. Okay. Uh, Kabar, what about for those individuals out there that, uh, you know, they may be studying Halloween, not studying, celebrating Halloween right now. And uh, they may have actually uh, have read and understood something about the origins of Halloween and all that. Go to church uh, every single week, okay? Uh, and they still observe it, but they don't feel like they're doing anything wrong because they feel like they're still worshiping God, and they know that these are not gods and they're not worshiping them. They're just having a little fun. What do you think right. to people like that, Kabar? Well, going going right back into the point that the brother made about being an ambassador to Christ, uh, my opinion is only what Christ, uh, Christ and the Most High will is, and what the Scripture says. When you go into First uh, Corinthians um, chapter ten, and it, it, it uh, we can start at verse fourteen. People who say they're Christians, but they also indulge in these other practices. Uh, if they say they're Christians, then they believe in the New Testament. In the New Testament, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 14, it says, Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. That's exactly what these practices are. They're worshiping other gods. You have incorporation of the Roman religions, of their uh, goddesses and gods and things like that. All of that's idolatry that we're supposed to flee. Jump down uh, to verse uh, uh, 19. It says, What say I then? that the idol is anything, or that which is offered and sacrificed to idols is anything. Verse 20 is the point. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God, and I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. That's the end of the matter. All these practices, these pagan practices, these things contrary to the Scriptures, against the Most High's commandments, things that Christ uh, taught against and did not endorse, we're supposed to depart from all of it. The practice of practices of the world, their customs, we're supposed to depart from all of it. You can't synchronize it into into Christ. You can't blend it into uh, uh, following Christ and believing into Christ. Christ said and spoke clearly that all of those things we are to flee and stay away from and avoid altogether. So there is no there is no middle ground with it. If you're following Christ and obeying the commandments of God, um, or you transgressing and going into these uh, foreign holidays and pagan rituals. Exactly. Sure, absolutely. Uh, if the scripture says we're not supposed to have fellowship with devils, why would you be dressing up as one? <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's, that's, that's a very good question, but, you know, in many people's minds, they might say, well, you know, uh, I'm not going to dress up as a devil or a witch, or anything like that, and I'm not going to have my children do that. You know, uh, the girls are going to dress up as nurses. The boys are going to dress as policemen. 
you know, and when when we when we take them out, we're going to make sure they're chaperoned, and they're going to only go to uh, the houses of people that we know, so that, so that they're they're safe and all that. Under those circumstances, and and and, and here again, you know, they, they it's, it's not a thing about worshiping other gods. They're not even mentioning the names of other gods. They just simply well, on this on this day that is called Halloween, going out showing the kids a good time. And they might even go to a little party themselves. They have a good time. Right. You know, well, why is that day, so bad? On this day, they're saying that what? The church has now made this what? An hollow day and holy day, right? So let, let me read right. this scripture. This is Ecclesiastes 33 and 7. It says, why do one day excel another? When as all the light of every day in the years of the sun. But this is a question being asked. It says, by the knowledge of the Lord, they were distinguished. And he altered season and feast. Some of them he have made high days and hallowed them, and some of them he have made ordinary days. So the hallowed days, the holy days of the Heavenly Father, we can read in the Bible. I mean, you can go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, and start to begin there and read it. You won't find Halloween or any of those practices. All the days that the Heavenly Father has set up are holy days, pure days. You won't find no frolicking, dressing up, uh, getting drunk. None of those activities or ceremonies will be included in So... You have to look. If you really, truly believe in the Heavenly Father, you won't partake. You won't partake of these days that are set up by man. You're only going to partake in the days that were set up as holy days by the Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ. And I want to. I want to follow up with that point because the brother said, "Okay, uh, now I'm not going to dress up like a devil. I'm not going to do anything like that. I'll, as a nurse or whatever, and we'll just go out and do these things." Um, we would all agree that. Uh, to, to engage in it in any way, shape, or form would be uh, to, uh, to, be, to engage in a practice or a way that these people observe this holiday. If you're going to be involved in any way, you want to take on whatever practice or, or way that they observe it. Now, when you go into Jeremiah chapter 10, and we're going to start at verse 2 and read the first part of verse 3, it says, Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. And it says, for the customs of the people are vain, meaning vain and worthless. And when it says learn not the way, that you go on the look in a dictionary, that word way means the manner, mode, or fashion, characteristics, or anything that resembles them and out in their practices, the Lord is saying to stay away from. So whether it was a, 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 a costume of a devil or a costume of a nurse, it's still one of their ways, customs, or characteristics, which the Lord told us not to uh, indulge in and to abstain from, okay? So there's no way you can try to blend it or make it okay. Any way that you indulge in it is going to be the transgression of God's commandment. So you're supposed to stay away from it completely. And you're saying any way you indulge in it. So now let's be clear about what ways are those. So if your child is, is in school, at a school, and mm-hmm. and they are at that school is you know they have like a little Halloween celebration or something like this school traditionally the last half hour of school they would do the Halloween thing they would have the costumes mm-hmm. I guess they would you know do a little trick or treating and whatever they would do those kind of things so are you saying that everybody else in the school is doing those things and your child your child can't participate is that what you're suggesting you think you have Let me answer that. <laughs> Hey, Let me answer that. Yeah, that's like the dollar. You have children. That has children. <laughs> right. <laughs> the answer, the answer yeah. is yes. 
that's the fight that I have to fight. You know, your children, you know, you have to, let me, let me read this scripture. This is Proverbs 22 and 6. It says, train up a child in the way it should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So what is the way that we're supposed to train up our, our child? John 14 and 6. It says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So we're supposed to train up our children, instruct them in the ways of Christ and what the Bible is saying. So my children, they know Halloween is a satanic holiday. Okay? The Heavenly Father in Christ, they're against it. We're not to celebrate it. So the teachers will come up and they'll try to press upon them because that's the spirit of Satan trying to get their soul. And the scripture says he goes around like a lion seeing whom he can devour. So they'll tell the teachers, no, we don't celebrate that. It's not in the Bible. And sometimes the teachers will get cross. They'll get mad, mad with my children because they say, no, we're not. But we know it's a spiritual thing. It's not, it's not a, a, a carnal thing. It's spiritual. But, yes, the children say, no, we're not going to celebrate. Sometimes they have to go out to class or sometimes we have to go and pick them up early. And, and just with this day, with other satanic or ungodly holidays that the world celebrates. Now, you, you, there's a whole lot of conviction there in those actions that you just told me about, you know, on your part, and even on the part of your children. How, yeah. did, how, did, you go about, how did you go about coming to convictions that are strong about something that just about everybody in, well, I won't say the world, but in the Western Hemisphere, Everybody in the Western Hemisphere is observing and celebrating. How did you come to, you know, go against all that? Well, it's, it's, the, it's the Scriptures. The Scriptures tell us what's right. The Word of the Lord is right. The Word of the Lord is what's true. Anything that's not, anything that's not in here and that's going contrary, then we have to be against it. There's a line drawn in the sand, and you have to choose what side you're going to be on. You can't play the middle. Because Christ said, if, you, if you're lukewarm, what's going to happen? He's going to spew you out. We can't, we can't sit on the middle of the fence. Either we're going to stand for righteousness or we're going to stand for wickedness. Okay, some people say, well, I, don't, I really don't understand what Halloween, I, don't, I really don't understand, you know, what could be wrong with it. But we understand that there is something wrong with it. And we, we're trying to, to the best of our ability, enlighten others to the, to the nature of these Days that's supposed to be called holy days, but they're not really. Okay. You know, and just just following up on that point, you know, you're saying, well, how can you have conviction and, and you know, with all of the uh, the obstacles uh, coming against you, and it's just applying the scriptures, like the brother said, and having faith in Christ. First Corinthians chapter 16 and 13 says, "Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong." So after the brother has to apply, listen. I have to have fortitude, meaning I have to meet this obstacle with faith in the Most High Christ and, 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 and go through this thing and apply the scriptures no matter who's saying or, or what everybody's feeling or doing. And, I, and that's, that's all that's going on in this situation. Mm-hmm. Let me read this scripture, too. This is Ecclesiasticus, the fourth chapter, the 28th verse. It says, Strive for the truth unto death, and the Lord shall fight for thee. When we look in the scriptures, a lot of our people, they, I mean, they they fought for the truth. They fought for the laws and commandments. And a lot of the times it cost them their life. But they wasn't going to go contrary to what the Heavenly Father said because then it would be worse. It's better better to lose your life than your soul. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to thought. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to read another little excerpt from this uh, article. 
from USA Today. It says, uh, if you don't want costumes, call it a harvest party. We don't have to take out complete Halloween. We could still do something for our children, said, said parent Lonnie Andrews, who promised to challenge the ruling at the next school board meeting. Now, here's someone, obviously, that really has a lot of care and concern about what's going on with their child because she wants to go as far as way into next year, and she's, uh, well, not yet next year, but the next school board meeting, and she's going to go and challenge. You know how difficult it is to get a lot of parents to participate in the educational system at that level. So she has that much care and concern about her children that she's going to do this, okay? She's going to go challenge this, this, this ruling, all right? Now, she's saying that you don't have to do Halloween. You call it something else. But let's just go ahead and do something for the children. It's, all, it's, it's, it's for the children. So when you, when you look at it that way, you know, shouldn't they do something for the children? Because they let – me, let me read one other little thing here. Um, Okay. Are you there? Well, read, yeah, I'm about to read one other little thing. It says, uh, Macon said that while the Halloween celebration might take up a little class time, it also gives children a reason to like school. I think it's terrible, she said. I think it just kind of takes away from the little stuff that they get to do that's fun at school. Okay? So they don't get a chance to have a whole lot of fun at school. You know, so this, this is just one, one time during the year, you know, they get a chance to have a little bit of fun. So why take that away? So you want to, you know, how how would you respond to something like that? I mean, you, you should always have fun with your children, but you should have this in mind. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 6, and it says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the words of the Heavenly Father that he instructed to Moses to give to the children of Israel. And he's saying that the words that he commanded this day that he gave to the children of Israel, that the children of Israel should do what? Teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So, once again and foremost, this goes into us teaching our children not to um, come into the terror of the Heavenly Father and teach and have fun with the children in the righteous spirit of the Heavenly Father by teaching them the words of the Heavenly Father so that they can guide and run and rule their lives by these um, words of the Heavenly Father. That is all fun and righteous in, in that. You know, if okay. we teach our children that, that, that's the bottom line, you know. Okay. So, so suppose, this, uh, you know, this is a situation that um, – this on on the evening Halloween, you, you got the kids going around. They they're doing all the trick or treating and so forth. And you have children, and your children are aware that that's going on. But you're not going to participate in that. And you teach your children that they're not to participate in Halloween or anything like that. But you still show them some fun, so you take them out to the movies. Is that okay? Whatever um, the customs, first, by teaching them the word of the Heavenly Father, you learn what to do and what not to do. And then with those things that's pertaining, pertaining to the Lord, those are the things that you do, and those are the things that you instill. So whatever, whoever's doing, whatever customs they're doing in this world that's contrary to the Lord, you don't do. But if you want to have fun with your children on any day, um, that, and it's going in line with the Scriptures, Go in line with the scriptures and, and have fun and teach your children the words of the Heavenly Father. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, um, Can I just say something real quick? Sure, absolutely. You know, because it's, it's, it's really, 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 you know, repetitive to say, oh, you know, let's have something for the kids or school to be fun. Kids go to school to learn. <laughs> they don't go there per se to have fun. They go there to get an education, and that's the main thing that they go in there for. And let me, re- let me read the scripture. This is Ecclesiastes 7 and 7. It says, Surely oppression maketh a wise man mad, and a gift destroyeth the heart. So you're giving a kid something, and what are you doing? You're, you're aligning them with satanic practices. That's what you're doing. By giving them candies and sweets, you're telling them lies. You're not telling them the truth. It's the same thing with Christmas, the same thing with Easter and other holidays. You're aligning them with satanic practices by giving them gifts. You're destroying their mind from what the real truth is in Christ. And people need to stop that, and they need to wake up to the knowledge of the truth and see that they really, the things that they're doing is destructive practices to their children. Okay, uh, Kabar, you know, say, say there's a family out there with, uh, you know, a couple of children, and they have been, uh, you know, kids to say like 8, 10 years old or something like that. And ever since the kid children were three, four, five years old, they have celebrated Halloween with them. Okay, and then they come across uh, this show, either today or sometime in the future. They listen to it, and they say, you know what, they're right. But then they have concern about the children and, you know, how they go about getting away from the whole Halloween thing because they're used to doing it. What would you suggest that they would do uh, in in a case like that? to explain and help the children understand this is something that we, we're not going to do anymore. Well, I mean, you do it the same way, you know, that the, that the brother just mentioned. I mean, children, children are the same, uh, you know, whether they're, they, they're in the truth or not in the truth, and it's up to the parents to teach and to guide them. Um, so it, it, the same way a brother in the truth would explain it, the same way somebody who, who are just coming to that understanding. You sit down and explain to the child uh, what's wrong with it, and then you begin to explain to them how you know what's the right thing to do, um, so they know what, what's wrong with it and why you're not why why do you, they don't celebrate it, and then begin to understand what the children are supposed to be observing and celebrating and focusing on, which are, begin to go into the, the holy days of the Lord. You know, uh, the Sabbath day, the Passover, tabernacles, all of those things are or the implementation, because we, we we put off the old man, okay, and then we put on the new man, okay? So you stop your life from going in the direction it used to go according to the course of this world. That's the old man, all right? That's what that person will be doing at that point in time, not only changing his life but changing the course of the life of his children. Now he's going to start putting on the new man. The new man is going to show you that, listen, we're supposed to be keeping the commandments, of which will contain the, the holy days of the Lord. So it's not like... Uh, celebrations, period, is going to stop, is, is going to uh, cease to exist. You want to bring the true righteous celebrations of the Lord into your children's life now as well as into yours. Celebrating the Passover, celebrating uh, 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 the Israelite New Year's and, and Abib, celebrating tabernacles, celebrating, you know, all of the festivals that the Lord set up in righteousness that always goes into giving honor and praise to the Most High through the name of Christ. And that's how you replace 
the wickedness that, that was going on in your life with the righteousness that the Lord wanted us to follow. And the children won't even miss it. So you, right. you're, going, you're going way past Halloween. So you're saying that, you know, not only do you need to change your ways about Halloween, but you need to change your ways about a whole lot of other stuff too. Exactly. Is that correct? Exactly. Now, it's going to be, once you find out about Halloween, well, then you're going to find out the same origins exist with, with Christmas, with Thanksgiving, with all these other practices. You're going to find out that all of their origins are from the world, from, which have their origin in Satan the devil, and it's going to be pagan, idolatrous practices. Now you want to find out, okay, so what am I supposed to be doing, which is going to run you right into the commandments of the Most High, including the, the holy days and the festival days of the Lord. So you see, your, your life just takes a 180 and starts to go in the right direction. You want to done in a situation like that, you know, with these young young children. Here you have some parents that are converting. Uh, should they sit down with those children and just explain it to them, or should they actually open the scriptures up and expect that they're going to understand and explain it to them through the scriptures? How should that work? Well, as Christ said earlier in the scriptures, that we should live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the heavenly Father. So, and then as we repent, we're slowly we're uh, removing corruption and, and putting on and, and purging that corruption from us and, and, and slowly begin to put on that incorruption, which is after the, the man Christ, the perfect man Christ, our Savior. So now however you want to do that as a father or a mother in the house, the bottom line is, listen, we're not doing this, okay? We're going to follow the words of Christ. We're going to link ourselves up and model our steps and, and our examples as Christ, as the scripture said, um, we'd be um, um, sheep of Christ. And where, wherever soever he goeth, we follow. You know, like it says in John 10:24, 24. Um, John, um, St. John chapter 10, verse 24. It says, uh, if I can get it right quick. It says, then came, I'm sorry. What's that, uh, my sheep in my voice? Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, and it's in the, it's in John chapter ten verse uh what is it, twenty six or twenty one. Ten and uh that's that's ten and twenty twenty seven. Ten and seven? Twenty seven, twenty seven. Oh thank you. Saint John ten twenty seven. It says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So whatever it takes for you to get in line with what Christ says, okay. You explain that to the children. We're not doing the wickedness. We're following the righteous words of Christ, and we're going to follow from here on, from this point on. We're going to do the acts that Christ commanded us to do, which is to repent and serve the Heavenly Father. Let me add this scripture on this. This is uh, Psalm 78 and 5. It says, For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children. So we're supposed to make the laws and the testimonies known to our children. It says that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. So now someone that's coming in to this truth or waking up to these different holidays and the knowledge of them, they're supposed to teach their children. Now when their children grow up and they have children, they won't have that same problem. Like my children, when they grow up now, their children – their children are going to be learning the same things, and so on and so forth. It says that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, 
but keep his commandments. So we're not, we're not supposed to be looking at these days. We're supposed to be looking at the days of the Most High and the works and the miracles and the things that he's done for our people. And, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with the Heavenly Father. And that's the mode and operation of a lot of our people now. They're rebellious against the Most High. They'll say, oh, Halloween ain't nothing wrong with it. It's just candy and sweets, but it's, it's much more than what you see on the surface. It's a highly satanic, abominable day against the Most High, and he hates that, and we've got to repent of that. So let, let me ask you something, Godwin. Now, you, you're bringing out a whole lot of stuff from the Scriptures, and when it comes from the Scriptures, there's, there's no disputing that. I mean, try as you may, it, it's the Scriptures, all right? But you have people that have read the Scriptures, and they're still doing these things. Why, why, why do they persist on doing those things? Although they read in the scriptures that these kind of things are not supposed to be done, and they've also read about the, the, if you want to if you want to observe a holiday, a holy day, they've also read about the holy days that ought to be observed, and they're not doing that. Why do you suppose that's the case? Well, just like I said, like just like the scriptures said, it says what our people are stubborn and rebellious generation. Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 people that will not hear the law of the Lord. So you have people out there. They'll go, that's like you said, they'll go to church on Sunday, but they'll still celebrate Halloween. They're rebellious against the Heavenly Father. And, it, you know, the scripture says, let every man seek out his own soul salvation with fear and trouble. If they don't repent, like Christ was saying, they're going to likewise perish. So it's up to them. The word is there, and it's clear. It's clear in what it's saying, that we're not supposed to celebrate these days, and the Lord has appointed the days that we ought to celebrate. And these days that we have, we have a good time. We give gifts. We have parties and everything. But it's in righteousness. None of these parties that we're having is another brother going to go home with another brother's wife or going to be in the corner kissing some other brother's wife. That's not going to happen because these days are set up in righteousness. And you know what? In, in going into that, that same point that you mentioned, um, that, that people read it, they see it in the scriptures, but why, you know, why do they continue to go – you know, go and follow these holidays. I, you know, your question was going into when you read Isaiah chapter twenty nine and verse thirteen. What's really going on with these type of people and individuals? What's really going on in their mind? And the Lord already said it. Isaiah chapter twenty nine verse thirteen. It says, "Wherefore the Lord says, For as much as this people draw near with me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and and their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. So it's showing you here that the Lord already understands that you're saying, Lord, Lord, you're saying the scriptures, right? You're drawing out with your lips to act like you're going to follow the Lord, but in your action and your deeds, you do not follow the Most High. You do not keep his commandments, all right? Your heart is far from him. Your lips say one thing, but in your mind is rebellion. In your, mind, your lips say Christ, but in your mind is Halloween, Christmas, Easter, all these other things. So it, it's hypocrisy that's going on. And the Lord will tell you straight to your face. And this is either you repent from that and follow Christ in word and in deed, or, or you, you receive the, uh, the just rewards of your rebellion. How does anybody ever come to see that it's worth it to do that, though? I mean, because, you know, here, here you have things that the Most High God has told you to do, 
And, you know, you can't find Halloween anywhere in the scriptures. You can't find Christmas. How does anybody ever get to the point that they just lust to do Halloween and Christmas? How can they actually see that's worth it? First John, First John chapter 2, verse 15, this, this, is, this is why. Um, in the end, like Christ said, you can't, you can't serve two masters, for either you will love the one and hate the other, so you have to make a decision. When you go into First John, you got to search your own self and see if, if, if this was actually going on in you. First uh, John 2.15 says, uh, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Because mm. you learn what the truth is, you read it. Okay, all of this is a learned practice. All right, How, you, was, you wasn't born with Halloween in your DNA. You learned that growing up in your social setting. Okay? Now you're learning, oh, it's wrong. The scriptures are against it. God is against it. Now you've got to make a decision. Now either you're going to love the world and the things that are in the world, which is Halloween and all of these other abominations, or you're going to say, you know what, I don't care about what everybody else is doing. The most high God said this, Christ said this, that's what I'm going to do. It's as simple as that. You have to make a decision and commit to that decision. Okay? Um, it says, verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And we know everything that's of the world is from Satan. Verse 17, And the world passeth away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So the Lord is telling you clearly, listen, if you want to follow the course of the world, I'm going to destroy all of that at some point in time, at his appointed time. But if you want to, uh, if you choose to repent and follow my scriptures and obey, it says what? That my word abides forever, and those who serve it and obey the Lord's commandments receive eternal life and abide forever right along with it. So it's a choice that you make, and it's as simple as that. You decide to do it or you decide not to do it. Gotcha. Yes, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, brother. You know what it is? A lot of people, they're caught up in, in one word. It's called traditions. Okay, and Christ I, spoke I about that, that because, like, <laughs> like the brother was saying, it's something that you learn. You don't, you don't, you know, is is Halloween isn't in your DNA? <laughs> You're not born with Halloween <laughs> right. on your brain. You know, <laughs> your, your parents, your parents teach you these things. Or they 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 flipped and got the the pumpkin and carved it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Christ spoke about this. This is Mark, the seventh chapter, the sixth verse. He said, He answered and said unto him. Well have Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as is written. These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. That's what the scripture that the brother just read. He says, how being in vain they worship me, teaching for the doctrine the commandments of men. So what are these? Halloween, Thanksgiving, all these are doctrines, commandments of men. The Heavenly Father didn't say to celebrate this. He didn't say to dress up as a ghoul, a goblin, a nurse, a Jedi knight mm-hmm. on this day. He didn't say to do it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Verse 8, it says, For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. So you know how we just had three beautiful high holy days. You had the, the memorial blowing a trumpet, uh, tabernacles, the uh, Day of Atonement, you know. All these days oh, you could be considered as winter festivals. So these are the things that we're supposed to be keeping in righteousness. But and instead of doing these days, coming up on Tuesday. There you go. Instead of doing these which are righteous and holy, our people are hold fast to the tradition of men, which is satanic 
and wicked. Sometimes it's because they don't know better. Sometimes because it's of fear. It's of fear. Once you stand on that line, like the scripture says, if you live godly in Christ, truly live godly according to the scriptures, you're going to suffer some persecution. You're going to suffer some persecution for saying, look, I don't celebrate that Halloween. That's satanic. What are you talking about that satanic? I, I celebrate it. Are you saying I'm not right? Exactly. The scripture saying that you're not right. So our people, they hold fast to these traditions of men, but they're not of God. Back to you. All right. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, that, that was definitely on point. And you mentioned something there. Uh, I don't know if you picked it up, you want it done. He mentioned about uh, three, three different holy days, uh, the uh, Feast of Trumpets, uh, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. You want to for somebody that is listening in now, and this has really piqued their interest, and they, they, they understand now that there are a lot of holidays that they shouldn't be observing, Halloween, Christmas, and so forth. And they're wondering, you know, they're talking about these other holy days that they should observe. Where can they go in the scriptures and find these holy days? Well, specifically in the scriptures, you can go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, Okay, that's where the Heavenly Father ordains these days. Again, it's the word of the Heavenly Father that says, on these particular days, on this day, this shall be a holy day to you. And he names the days that the brothers were speaking of, the, um, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Day of Atonement, and uh, what was the other one, the Feast of uh, Booths, which is Tabernacles, and the uh, Memorial Moon of the Trumpets. So those things can be found in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, Examples of Christ keeping those can be found in the in the Gospels at his times as well. So those are the days that uh, we should observe and keep in remembrance through the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And is there any significance behind those days? Uh, say, you know, the, the Day of Atonement, for example. You know that that you, you're keeping that. Yes, well, you, or, uh, or, is it, or yeah, just something that God it, just arbitrarily told you to do. No, you, what you can do is reading the New, the New uh, Testament here in Hebrews, starting uh-huh. at uh, probably chapter 7, 8, excuse me, chapter 8, verse chapter 9. It goes into that being um, resemblance of Christ, okay? Those of the, the sacrifice was Christ, how he died for our sins, how he was the sacrifice that cleansed us to the Heavenly Father. And now we have to live um, our lives as a living sacrifice and come back and follow the words and doctrine of Jesus Christ. And, and you know, also, uh, not only that, the, the most important thing is reading your, you know, reading your Bible and, and praying and fasting and, and, and seeking God and that repentance, but also there's an online resource if, if the uh, listeners want to go to it uh, at uh, www.thebocc.com, and you'll find a lot of the uh, the posting, the listen of what those high holidays are, where the scriptures are, and then you could take that for yourself, go in, read it, and understand it. And if you have questions, you can email those questions. So you know, just for the listeners to have that and know that resource is available, and that you know there, there, there's help. Okay, all right, very good. Uh, now, uh, good day, everyone. Uh, you, you, you mentioned you, you were the one that had mentioned those um, holy days to begin with. Are there any others besides those three that you mentioned? Yes, the Passover, which uh, a lot of people, they see that as Easter, but really 
the, the supper that Christ had with his disciples was the Passover. A lot of people see that as Easter. We've got to celebrate Easter, which is another highly satanic and abominable day, okay, which is going into worship with other gods, which our people really don't understand that. What they're really supposed to be observing is the Passover, okay? That's the okay. supper that Christ had with his disciples. Okay, and and I suppose there are probably a number of different places you can find about Passover, right, in the scriptures. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. But just in saying that, uh, you also have the uh, the feast of dedication, which is it, which is which is in December. So okay. instead of instead of keeping Christmas, which you, you you can't prove Christmas in the Bible. Why do people celebrate it? Why? Because they want to hold fast to their tradition. Oh, it's a time for the family to get together. Well, why not keep the true day that Christ kept himself? When you read in John, the 10th chapter, in the 22nd verse, Christ kept the Feast of Dedication. Now, if you call yourself a Christian, which means you're supposed to be a follower of Christ, why wouldn't you do the exact same thing that Christ did? So keep the Feast of Dedication instead of Christmas. Right. And the scriptures tell you specifically not to keep those traditions and customs of, of what we know as, as Christmas. So the Lord exactly. comes out and tells you straight up, don't do these things. So that should be a key. Well, the Lord says, don't do it. So now you have to examine yourself, whether you want to follow the words of the Lord or you want to follow the uh, commandments and traditions of men. I'll tell you what, we've got about five minutes left. So what I'd like to do is just kind of uh, go around and, and get a, I guess, a summation from each of you brothers on, you know, Halloween you know what what it, what it means and what you should do. And I, I guess I'll start off with the Atlanta folks. Uh, Kabar, you know I would I would say that you know the, the show brought out uh, the origins of uh, the uh, Halloween and the pagan origins and how we're not supposed to keep it and the idolatry that is going into and how we uh, those who are doing it are supposed to repent from it, uh, learn of Christ and keep the Lord's high holy days. It's our which are listed in the Bible, especially in Leviticus, uh, the 23rd chapter. And then you have to make a choice to actually follow Christ. Uh, Romans chapter 6 and verse 16, it says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves, yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So God is going to judge you according to your acts. If you observe and do and follow the acts of this world and the and the idolatry of this world, you want to receive the just reward of that, which is destruction. But if you observe and keep his commandments and follow his son Christ and observe his high holy days, then you're going to receive eternal life. So it's based on what you are actually doing, all right? We direct our minds toward Christ, repent, and keep his commandments. Okay. All right, you want to talk. got about three minutes. Okay. Uh, Deuteronomy 18, chapter 18, verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consorter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, because these abominations the Lord that God doth drive thee from out from before thee them out before thee. So the Lord does not want us to take part of any of these things. Christ did not take part of any of these things. So now if you follow Christ, you're going to do the will of the Heavenly Father through His Son, Christ. 
All right. Appreciate that, brother. And uh, Godaiwan, brother, uh, I know you got uh, uh, quite a bit to say about this subject matter because I heard <laughs> I heard your show on Friday night. <laughs> yes, another cele- another day that uh, we have to say uh, we don't celebrate that, <laughs> but um, all praises. <laughs> uh, I just want to bring out this scripture, and uh, it's right on point with the brother I brought out before in uh, Deuteronomy about the wizards and stuff. Second uh, uh, Corinthians six and fourteen. It says, "Be not be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship have righteousness?" with unrighteousness, and what communion have light with darkness? And what concord have Christ with Baal? Or what part have he that believeth with the infidel? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So the, the Heavenly Father is showing us that we're not supposed to be together with these days or people that celebrate in these days. They may be having an office party or a school party that's going to celebrate Halloween. He's like, nah, I'm not doing that. Because we're supposed to be in line and together and part of Christ's body. We cannot be a part of Christ's body if we're partaking in these days which are wicked, satanic, and have nothing to do with Christ. You see, the Bible is telling us what? Come out from among them and be separate so that we can be clean. Because if we're dealing with these days, then we're spiritually unclean to the Heavenly Father. He's not going to deal with us, period. Well, brothers, I uh, appreciate all the comments, and I definitely appreciate your participation in the, in the show today. And for all of those who have listened in today, I appreciate you listening in. And for all of those who may be listening to this uh, recording at some point in the future, that's appreciated also. But all praise is due to the Most High God. Uh, until next time, um, I say the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. Shalom. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom. Brothers and sisters, thank you for visiting with us in the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. You can visit our website at thebocc.com or you can email us at bodyofchrist at youreach.com or call us at 877-871-1712. Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. Shalom. Thank you.